This episode of Channel Mind News is for information only. Please do your own research before making any investment decision or alternatively seek advice from a registered financial advisor. G'day ladies and gents, the Whites are running. Seven crows in one pot today. Fuck all in the others, but we found a honey hole. Seven crows, look out, Christmas Day sorted. Welcome to last episode of Channel Mind News for the week. Matty Michael here. Let's get right into it. I'll sneak this in before we get going. Labyrinth Resources, LRL, in a trading halt. Regarding a... Placement to strategic, sophisticated, and professional investors, which is, I assume, raising money. I'll be mad not to plug my biggest shareholding on my own podcast. Keep it, keep an eye out. Just announced they're going to uh, be parallel exploring at their Comet Vale gold, nickel, possible copper project as well the other day. So keep an eye on that. Now, oh, if there's anyone wants to send in a question, uh, about any sort of mining-related operational stuff that people seem to be liking, a bit of underground-specific tutoring, you'd say. That is my bloody niche. Send it in via Facebook Messenger to Life of Mine, LinkedIn Messenger, Twitter Messenger. Once you've given them all a follow, I'm actually getting a little voice voicemail service set up on the website, so you'll be able to leave a voicemail in the Contact Us page. But anything, if you've got any questions, send them in. I'll put it on the show and I'll bloody answer it. Right, let's get into it. The gas, the gas area is heating up again. So we talked about with the Precision Boys the other day, you know, the big takeover battle between Hancock, Beach Energy, which is Gina versus Kerry Stokes, and Strike for the Warrego Energy Takeover battle, strike come out on top of that. So this is all for the Perth Basin gas field, which is up oh, just east of Dongra, south of Jarrow, right on the coast there. Beautiful area, good drive down the Brand Highway. Now, latest news today is Minres have put a takeover offer in for Norwest Energy for the Lockyer Deep discovery. So that Lockyer Deep is 10 k's north of West Aragala. Ar- Ar- which is the strike Warrego, the one that strikes just taken over, and 20 kilometres due east of the giant Watsia gas field, which is the Kerry Stokes-backed Beach Energy one. So now Lockyer, they, so they tested it this year. So this is currently Minres have a 19, 9, 19.9% stake in Norwest, um, and they tested this gas field earlier in the year, and it flowed at a record-setting 117 million cubic feet per day and could flow at 190 million cubic feet per day. Described as potentially the largest onshore gas find in Australia. So, and Minrez, who last week appointed Justin Langer as a non-executive director. He's going to drive the people and culture side of things at Minrez, similar to what John Worsfold does for Emico, who is the manager of people and culture there. Emico own Pit and Portal. Fun facts with Matt on a Friday. So, as I said, Minres already owned a 19.9% stake in Norwest. They've offered them six cents a share, which is a 33.0% premium to yesterday's close. Hot copper's going off. Hot copper's bloody. They're, they're all like thinking they're getting bloody absolutely robbed. They're undervalued. They're missing out on all their bloody multi 
Yeah, multi-bag gains. One quote was, treating us like cheap shit. Now, they were one cent mid-2021, so if they if you got them back then, your uh, six cents isn't too bad. So, But obviously, MinRes own a 19.9% stake, which means that essentially another takeover offer is useless because they won't get compulsory acquisition as they will not get 90%. So Gina with Hancock Prospecting and Beach Energy with Kerry Stokes, you would assume they are not going to be getting involved in this takeover battle, but it is, is all null and void because MinRes won't sell their 20% share, you would not think. Uh, this is obviously pending shareholder approval by Norwest. So depending if they approve whether the bloody six cents is enough, who knows? Sounds like Chris Ellison's uh, got this one figured out pretty well. But Hancock Prospecting actually own a 3% stake in Norwest, funnily enough. But I did say on Hot Copper, apparently Hancock or Gina have a stake in MinRes as well, but I couldn't find if that was true or not. If anyone knows that, please let me know, unless they're trading under another fund or everything, but they couldn't find them as a majority shareholder. I couldn't find any other reference to it. But if they are, let me know. There's bloody synergies and shit going everywhere. And we'll go into this later with the uh, Breakthrough Energy Fund. Oh, there's some bloody investors in that. You wait for that one. So this represents a company value of approximately 403 mil for Norwest. Minus the, so minus the 19.9% MinRes already own. They'll be purchasing the other 80%. So keep an eye on that. And if that goes through, so MinRes hooking into the gas as well as the iron ore lithium becoming a bit of a powerhouse now on top of that all the american nerds are getting into mining it appears so there's two little things here we'll go into irox irox a new company that has been bhp have invested in which is apparently going to break rocks quicker and easier bhp's investment size isn't disclosed now this irox it's a jv between robert freeland's ipulse and Breakthrough Energy Ventures. That is backed by Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and plenty of others. We'll go through that. So first, who is Robert Friedland? He's the executive co-chairman of Ivanhoe Mines. So that's a Canadian mining company, and I guess their main project is the Kamoa Kakula Copper Project in DRC. They've got a 39.6% stake, and that's planned to be the second biggest copper complex in the world. I'm assuming behind Escondida. So everyone's just trying to be the biggest copper mine in the world these days, which is apparently going to be uh, pretty profitable in the future if the copper prices ever do bloody go up. Now, he was, this Robert Friedland, he was the founder and CEO of the original Ivanhoe Mines, which discovered OU Tolgoi in Mongolia. So, And that original Ivanhoe Mines was renamed to, you guessed it, Turquoise Hill, who has just been fully taken over by Rio Tinto. So there we go. There's a bit of relation to episodes earlier in the week. Now, so that's Robert Friedland. So he's rich as fuck, obviously. Then you've got Breakthrough Energy, which is a set of investment funds that will be investing and supporting net zero technology and investing everything decarbonisation. So let's have a look at who, who's in this little Breakthrough Energy set of investors. So I said Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, so I'm sure you know who they're from, Microsoft and Amazon. You've also got Twiggy Forrest, Tatarang, Michael Bloomberg, 
C.R. Bloomberg, Ray Dalio, which is Bridgewater Associates, famous US investor, Reid Hoffman, he's the co-founder of LinkedIn, Richard Branson, Mr. Virgin himself, uh, Tobias Lutke, or I don't know how you bloody say that, and Fiona McKeon, founders of Shopify. Shopify is the bloody system that runs all your e-commerce websites, and there's bloody heaps of other people invested as well. So that's a massive little conglomerate of investors and very rich people. So now, this IROX, it's a France-based firm, and they're focused on demonstrating a pulsed-powered technology that is going to reduce the amount of energy needed to crush rocks. Also has application in uh, exploration, geological exploration, finding water. So why is extra energy and ease of crushing rocks a big thing? Well, if you need less amount of energy to crush the rocks, you will need less energy to supply the project, which is great for decarbonisation. You will need less fossil fuels. Uh, you'll need less renewables to supply it. So that's obviously ticking those boxes. If you need less energy or it's more efficient to crush the rocks, that will, I assume, taking a bloody bit of a back of the envelope thing here, that will increase a mill's throughput. So your crushing system is a bit of mining processing 101. I'm not a processing guru, but I know enough. You chuck the dirt in a crusher. You've got your primary crusher, you've got your secondary crusher, you've got your tertiary crushers. So it'll gradually get those bloody big rocks that get thrown in the crusher, make them bloody, grind them down to as small as they can be or small as they need to be to effectively process the ore, whether it's bloody crushing it down, iron ore down to what it needs to be to be shipped, crushing gold rock down to the right fine size that it'll need it to for the cyanide to get the gold out crush your bloody copper ore down to whatever it needs to be to go into the process to be concentrated, all of that. So if you can uh, increase the efficiency of that crushing circuit, which is at the moment done by jaw crushers, gyratory crushers, bloody big ball mills that just spin the shit around flat out and have been hit by these uh, big metal shot put looking things, that's the processes we use at the moment to grind it down. But if that can be sped up and made more efficient, the mill throughputs will be maximised. So you can essentially get more dirt out the back end quicker, more or quicker from the shit you bring out of the mine. So a lot of advantages for that technology to speed that up. So uh, as I said, BHP have invested in that. So that's going to be uh, ooh, a good little thing to keep an eye on. Now, this breakthrough energy mob, the big conglomerate of massive rich international people they have also invested 150 million bucks to developing the mingomba copper cobalt mine in zambia and it is said to be the world's highest grade undeveloped large copper deposit now i cannot for the life of me find any information on the mineral resource estimate for this mine bloody i've googled the living shit out of it i can only find the news articles and they reckon they reckon it is 247 million tons of ore at an average copper grade of 3.64 percent so i'm not sure if that is a copper equivalent grade to include the cobalt or just the copper portion so yeah not sure there's so a 247 million ton at 3.64 percent would yield 
before processing and bloody losses, 8.9 million tonne of copper, which is about seven times the annual output of Escondida, which is what everything's uh, measured against. So, yeah, big, as I said, don't know. If anyone can find me the mineral resource estimate or any info on this Mingomba copper cobalt mine in Zambia, please send it through. Uh, so, cobalt, so cobalt metals is backed by Breakthrough Energy as well. So Cobalt Metals is the one getting in, and they're going into a joint venture with the existing owners of the project, which is Australian private equity firm EMR Capital, which were did own EMR Golden Grove. Uh, they are obviously a major shareholder in 29 Metals now, and Zambia's state-owned mining investment vehicle, ZCCM, yada, yada, uh, on the London Stock Exchange is ZCC. So... That sounds like a big, exciting, high-grade copper project, which I'll, uh, as I said, if anyone's got some info on that, bloody send it through. So, yeah, the American big time, the tech big billionaires, they're probably bloody trillionaires, Gates and uh, Bezos, they are looking to invest in mining, Aussie mining, international mining. So that's very exciting for our industry. The And as per the uh, interview with Peter Morris from corporate story time the other day the uh very interesting uh american fellow that's made his way into australia there is a lot of american money that wants to flow into australia into the mining industry it's just a matter of getting it here so very exciting stuff hope you all enjoyed that hope you all enjoyed the episodes this week thanks everyone for all your great comments you've been sending through as i said if you've got a question dm it to me i'll get it on the show happy to bloody uh take any of them if they're a bit rude i won't put them on and thanks to everyone for all your feedback as well of like what you do and don't like about this it's going to evolve into what it is obviously i think i've decided to unless something big happens in the macro side of things i won't do the macro segment at the start based on a bit of feedback from people just if you want to listen to good macro stuff listen to the nab morning call podcast if you want to listen to mining operational practical opinions life of mine is where it is where it's at right everyone hope you have a good good weekend don't overcook yourself this weekend before the christmas weekend look forward to uh, another set of episodes next week on channel mine news who wrote